Five, four, three, two, one. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> yes, well, it's a positive thing, Paul. The High Life, the Shy Life. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. Oh, okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. Do you think he has? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Charlotte Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? I'm all right. Now, uh, we've got Nick back again. Hey, Hi, Nick. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> good, good. Well, um, if... <laughs> If if I if I gave you a word, what would you say? No, no we're, you we're, we're going to be doing. A, yes, we're going to. It's uh, be doing, only uh, words. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're back to do another word association episode. Or, or, um, I guess we, call, we can call them that. It's I might as words, well. Yes. Yeah. What? How we associate with? They are quite literally that. word association, aren't they? So uh, it's not yeah. like a sack yeah. just comes where you're. Now, what do these words make with think of? Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Is that was that Cromartie's brother? Hey, oh, yeah, yes, Cromartie's <laughs> brother. He, he went into psychiatry. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be calling you, recording him back again. Um, so yes, so listeners, we're going to run the theme music, and when we come back, we'll have some more words for you. We'll, we'll some harsh words. Have a, harsh we've got, words we'll have listen. words with you. <laughs> well, they might be harsh words. We don't. We literally don't. Know. Let's run that theme music. It's time for my old buddy, old pal from across the channel, across the pond. Paul Chandler, the shy daddy. He's not that shy. wanted was a pie and then i hatched out of an egg okay bring the mic over he's ready to record it's the quiet ones you've got to watch you know is it metaphorical is it is it deep is it deep oh boy he's not all that shy is right why me governor it's the shy life podcast if you thought that was bad just listen to this oh i can't wait i can't wait for it to begin it's the shy life podcast He's positively glowing. <laughs> Hello, and we're back again. Um, okay, well, we might as well um, start as we mean to go on and select our first word. Uh, we're mainly going to do single words, I think, because I think that worked best last time, but we might uh, sort of do a two or a three at the end yeah. of the show. So let's but, get, the, get uh, the balls spinning. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um... The first word, ooh, the first word is berry, as and it's spelt B E R R Y, not as in berry. R Y. Right. Oh. Uh, B E R R Y. Oh, I see. Like a yes. raspberry uh, not, or strawberry. Not with another R. Or, yes. Uh, well, yes, berry B E R R Y. Ah. Yes. Well. Uh, do you, do you, do I, do, I do, do you yes. Want, do you have um, something or do you want me to Two start? things. I, I, uh, quite simple, really. Uh, I Strawberry and raspberry are two of my favourite fruity flavours. And my go-to jams, I must admit. Uh, I've always liked raspberry, and particularly raspberry. Raspberry's just got the edge. It's just got a little bit more bite than 
strawberry. And the other thing is uh, the Christmas Carol, the Holly and the Ivy. Uh, the Holly bears a berry as red as any blood. I thought, ooh, you know, kind of <laughs> the, here. Look, there's the blood. Ah, yeah, kind of. It's an interesting. Um, it's a very vivid image. Um, but I, I suppose uh, with that, the thing I always associate that with is uh, the Festival of Nine Lessons and Carols, which my dad used to tape, and then I sort of carried on the tradition. But that there's always a line which they hurry, and I, it took me years to work out what they were singing. Uh, the singing, the sweet singing in the choir. Um, it, it, it's a very strange jam, jammed up kind of, Addition, the playing of the merry organ, the playing of the merry organ, kind of bounces, it sort of almost like concertinas itself up, and then goes all the way out to in the choir. That's a, that, that's a, that's a bit of a, a loose connection, but, but yeah, berries, I, I think, immediately of, um, of uh, that carol. Don't you have some sort of either allergy or sensitivity to certain fruits? Me, am I right? Um, yes. I thought I thought certain certain fruits you tended to avoid because they no I, they no, I just think they're horrible <laughs> no actually <laughs> you're, you're you're quite right actually melons uh, I'm not brilliant with I the, the, yes uh, certain fruits I think bring me up bring my lip up a bit I think melon melons I don't uh, I think are one of the culprits and they I I don't I've never I don't think they taste very nice but I think most of the time I'm okay with fruit I'm not I don't have a lot of time for avocados, but I think they're more veg. Are they are they vegetable or fruit avocado? Uh, I don't know. They're called avocado fruits, but I don't know whether they are really fruits. They, well, just a, they probably are a fruit, but yeah. they're, they're 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 used as a savoury thing rather than yeah. a sweet thing. I mean, Ali has um, in her time been savvy enough to uh, disguise them enough, or, or sort of to, to cook them inventively enough to. Put them inventively enough in things to 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 make them palatable, but I I never get. There was a time in my uh, when I went to see my godmother uh, about nineteen eighty eight, and um, she served herself avocados, and ooh, they were revolting. It was like rubber slime, like you can get from a joke shop. Um, disgusting. I, I I maybe they were. I had a the avocado was having an off day, but uh, it was it was it was revolting. They do ripen quite quickly, so you can either get them. Sometimes you can get them they're too hard, yeah. or or they're too soft, or um, yeah. I mean, Toby tends to prepare them in such a way, like as a sort of breakfast thing with uh, with toast or tomato little cherry tomatoes, and it's lovely. But uh, I think it's probably knowing how to prepare it. But uh, um, my my associations with berries would probably be in one of them I'm not 100% sure whether you I guess they are type of berry but I'll start with the, the earlier memory um, for, for years I associate blackberries as being something that you harvest I don't know something like October or definitely autumn um, because I, I have a memory of my mum and maybe my gran and I Picking blackberries, some, probably somewhere in Buckinghamshire, on, on a, some sort of common, and I, I, but it could well be that I'm I associated with autumn because it just happened to be a bit of a, an autumnal overcast day. But but I, I I believe that blackberries actually come out 
more like August time, or, or sort of they're much more summer summer fruit yeah. than an autumn fruit. But, I think you might you know, be I right. Somebody... Actually, I, I've got a, I, I, I don't know on what basis I think you might be right, but I think you might be right. Yeah. I always I always tend to be surprised when I see them. Uh, you know, as an adult, I've seen them sort of out far earlier than I imagine than I I associate yeah. them being out but uh, I mean obviously some of these things take a long time you know that, that they take quite a while to grow and ripen but uh, even so we wouldn't have been picking them unless they were unless they were ready but uh, um, and my other association is I have a memory of in the last 10 years of picking well initially elderflowers and then you, you make elder you can make elderflowers in into into things but from from the you can make cordial from the from from the flowers but then you can also make things a few months later if if, if all the flowers haven't been picked <laughs> that, that then they then you get some nice sort of uh, small little elderberries yeah. i suppose they're called um and you can make like elderberry gin i think things like that from them uh, or, or again different sort of cordial um so so uh those are the yeah. those are the sort of two memories I have associated well, with berries. I, I, I never went berry picking like a lot of kids did. Um, I think I was always afraid of getting stung or bitten or scratched. Or I, 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 there was, I suppose, there's one. I don't even know if there was actually one memory I seem to associate with berry picking or, or like. I'm not even sure if it, it's it's a genuine article, but I was very young. And I remember seeing a ladybird on a, uh, uh, immediately in front of me and being convinced it bit me. Um, and I think um, and mum always says that it was a, that was a, a stinging nettle that I associated. It, and she was probably right, but I was actually convinced this ladybird bit me. And I, that was, I seem to associate that amongst berries and things. So, um, I, I mean, between Salisbury and my parents' village, uh, there were certainly a few fields that were used for strawberry picking, yeah. but whether I actually went strawberry picking, I really can't. I imagine as much as the strawberries are nice, being on your hands and knees <laughs> yeah. because strawberry bushes. That, I, mean, I mean, even raspberry bushes are bigger than strawberries. Strawberries are very much on the yeah. ground. I can't imagine it being very pleasure, pleasurable. So I don't know that I'd have. I, I may have done it. Uh, you know, as a one one off at some point, but I really can't remember now. My parents had like strawberries and raspberries in their garden um so i i suppose i might have picked them um for, for actually from my own my own parents garden but uh. i i always remember my mum had or, or, again i had always always raspberries and black i think she might have had some blackberries too but um mm. the raspberries and strawberries in the garden and she would pick them and and we'd have them for pudding and uh, she mm. would always say, oh, these were growing in the garden about half an hour ago. And I don't know if she was actually boasting how fresh they were or trying to put me on a guilt trip that, you know, they, they won't go home to mummy and daddy. <laughs> you know, they, they, they were growing in the garden an hour ago and you've killed them. <laughs> but um, also, um, there's, I think, quite a lot of blackberry bushes uh, on the way, on my way, I walk up the hill on my way to work every morning and there's quite a few blackberry bushes there you won't want you won't want to eat them because they're, they're polluted probably polluted to high heaven well that's the thing a lot go to waste although i guess they hopefully don't go to waste because hopefully the bird at least the birds will, will have them well yes i mean there's one but, one bush yeah. up there which uh is a constant chit you know it, it's alive with constant chittering of birds 
I know there, mm. there must be a sort of it's the bird Piccadilly Circus in there. You know, every every time you go past it, it's twitching like mad. Um, <laughs> Let's move on to another word. Let's see what we come up with next. Uh, 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 next word is it's a four letter word. No, it's um, it's sale. S A L E. Ah. Do you go first? Um, yeah. Uh, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is the the fact that my dad was a, a state agent and chartered surveyor, so he would have been a um, profession that tends to get a lot of bad press. Um, although, you know, the, in the days my dad was a... Um, uh, a stage and it was probably a little bit more of a, a little less um, controversial or a little less all this gazumping and yeah. I think there was a lot more you know or you like to think or particularly and my dad my dad's always being a being a churchgoer um, he, I think it would very much go against that uh, him to be dishonest yeah. um but uh, but it was I, I think the words like gazumping and all that sort of thing came in more as, as he was kind of leaving the business. Yeah. But uh, he had offices in Salisbury for for the state agents that he worked for, and uh, I, I guess sort of one of my one of the nearest I had to a summer job, other than being a paperboy, would be going to help at my dad's office. Uh, whether that be with photocopying and you know being yeah. getting a little bit of payment and the excitement of going off to 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 fight, you know, buy a pot noodle for your lunch <laughs> or um and, th- and then when i was when i was unemployed after university for about 9 months and i was applying for things my dad was he had left the estate agent or he'd moved to because he did have his own business but i think he also worked for a company at one point who would be who who would um want him to go to big country houses to to sort of uh to, to do what he'd done um in, in his other in his other business but the the one the business he had himself would, was a relocation um agent so say somebody in australia would contact him and say i'm looking for a ha-. i mean he'd only do the work in the wiltshire or hampshire area probably or maybe dorset but there would be a sort of area but if, if somebody was wanting to move to that area he would they would give him the details and he would go and have a look around in that area for potential things or he'd go and speak he'd be their front man yeah. and go and ask the, the estate agents have you got anything like this my my client wants this and um yeah i, I would often hop in the car and he'd be like heading for um uh, heading for dorset or something or heading for winchester and he dropped me off in the morning and i'd uh it was during the time I was doing Sutton Park, and I'd be able to like I'd better wander around Winchester with my camera, doing Sutton Park, exploring bits of Winchester I hadn't been to before. Cause there's yeah. quite a lot of countryside. Um, I do particularly remember in ninety, I think this is probably actually when I was, because I had a, I was unemployed twice once after university then I had a six month job and then I was unemployed for a couple of months waiting for another job to start, which was the job that brought me to where I live now or at least to the area where I live now. And it was around the time that the Doctor Who TV movie came out in 96. Oh, yeah. And I remember being, that's when I was dropped off in Winchester one day, and there's quite a lot of... I think I might have been with you. 
Oh, was that Gil- no, it was Guildford. That I, I, round about the TV movie time, I, I, I was yeah, uh, yeah. you and I went to Guildford. I think yeah. in the, in the, that was February. I think it was yeah. a bit earlier. Yeah, that was probably when I was um, doing the interview, doing the interviews for uh, for that That's right, for, yeah. for the job I eventually got. But um, but yeah, Winchester has got a lot of countryside around it, and you and I did some filming in Winchester and went to some of those walk, walked out. Uh, sort of outside of Winchester and and recorded, yeah. but it was not. It was nice to kind of, you, you know, better hop in, in the car <laughs> with my dad and be dropped off at a location and then be picked up again and taken home. It was um, absolutely. What more could you ask for? I, was that the episode? Where, I remember doing an episode with you in somewhere like Winchester, very uh, 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 a big cathedral. Uh, uh, yeah, I think. and uh, we I, I, there was something we fell down a drain or something, and I I kind of I had a really over the top cliffhanger where I looked at the camera and said, "He's left his." Video camera. He must be dead. <laughs> we, we, we creased. I feel. I feel like it was a really penny dreadful. I, I feel like it was Winchester that we did the yeah. very pathetic assassination um, plot lines, but that might not be right. But uh, I think that was more. That was Crystal Palace, wasn't it? It was Lee and. I, um, I felt like it was something that you and I came up with. We, unless we did a sequel. Um, although, well, you might be right. I mean, it's, long, it's been a long time. And there's so many episodes I still not haven't, I haven't re-seen yet. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, um, as, as, as you've said before, it's a little bit of a, a stretch from the word sale. But, yeah, as my dad's um, profession was as a, a salesman of houses, um, that, that actually brought some perks for me as well. So, um, but, uh, yeah, what about you? Oh, sale! Actually, when you said about it, sale—the uh, the immediate thing that comes to mind. Now, I haven't actually thought about it uh, in isolation for years, and that's uh, sale in Cheshire, which uh, is where my best friend of the in the seventies. Well, one of my yeah, pretty well my best friend in the seventies, um, David Buxton, moved to in nineteen seventy-seven. He he and I were best buds, and I I, I hated losing him. Even though it's one of those things, when you're eight years old, you you fall out of in and out and in and out and in and out of friends, um, but you know, and uh, that's probably just as much my fault than his. But I, yes, so I, I associate Sale in Cheshire with where he went uh, in '77 and subsequent letters over the following years, um, where we kind of perpetuated this. Uh, uh, fantasy that we were both aliens from another planet and we kind of had liaises and he would would sell me all these cruises and things especially after he'd seen star wars um and uh i just remember his i remember associate sale also with his letter paper paper at the time which was very star wars which had a i I think it had um, a c3po r2d2 and and a stormtrooper pointing a gun at you um, so I, I always think of his letters as as having that in it, um, but yeah, that's that that is the immediate thing with Sale is is the place. I suppose also Sale of the Century, um, again going back to the seventies of uh, Nicholas Parsons on Friday nights just before the New Avengers uh, series one of the New Avengers, uh, you know, it's the quiz of the week, and I remember getting excited about that not because of the program. I wouldn't have you know I probably wouldn't have watched the program had it not sort of preceded the new avengers but uh i do i do remember getting quite excited oh it's new avengers in now <laughs> but, but then i think when, when i think about um our early friendship um you, you to me you were a salesman because you were working in a news agents and i i would come to your shop to to buy things um yeah and also to have a natter uh 
yeah. I mean, I mean the thing is, I, I think I, I wouldn't have thought of myself quite in quite so grand terms. The familiar the salesman is, you know, you're kind of flash Harry. Sort of, yeah, yeah, you won't regret buying this one, my <laughs> darling. Yeah, totally, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, kind of with the, with the gear and you know, and going door to door. But uh, yeah, I did, so I, I, I saw myself very much as I, I, I suppose I saw myself as a stockroom assistant because. Shop assistant sounds very kind of down market and <laughs> kind of looking at your nails. And uh, it was stockroom assistant. I did specialise in looking after the stock upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think at any point it was... I, uh, her, my boss, even though he's only three, he was only three years older than me, he used to call me his stockroom lad as if I was <laughs> sort of six years old. Um, but, yeah, I, I, yes, I did miss sales the trouble with sales is these days um because i talk i talk to patients rather than customers and these with patients you are talking about their quality of life it's it is very serious and very fundamental whereas back then you had to knock yourself out to uh get them to buy a packet of crisps with this packet of crisps because it's this week's offer mm. and your heart wasn't in it really because mm. you know you think well would i want that <laughs> um, <laughs> but um also, I, I yeah, you know, I was never terribly. I mean, one of the things that made me it was just the pushiness of that kind of thing that made me think, right, yeah, I've, I've had enough now. Uh, is when I, I'd already started my office job at the hospital, and I was just staying on to index uh, to, uh, whilst I was, I was, you know, so I was actually working six days a week. I was doing in, my still my Saturday job left over from college. At index uh, and uh, Monday to Friday at uh, the hospital, and um, I was only staying at index out of loyalty and also it's a little bit extra dosh. But um, I think it was because they had these index extra books, which was basically all the stuff you could order. Could you order it online, either online, or we could order it directly through the the shop? And they always told you to push these books. Now, people don't mind being given a book, but people do mind having to write their name and address and telephone number down mm-hmm. uh, with each one and we had a uh, index extra bonus where if you got these if you gave away these books and managed to get these these numbers you got a little extra something and it, it was just a little something mm-hmm. in your wage packet and there was one saturday uh, i'd been with the hospital a couple of months and and on the board was saying you're not doing enough for these things well i thought well they're only supposed to be a, an extra bonus in your in your kind of thing and i thought oh you know cobblers to this i'm I'm too old for this now and uh it, it was that kind of pushy artificial pushiness mm-hmm. that i just thought, no, i can't be asked with this now and uh in the june of 99 i just I gave it up for good i thought you know I've, i'm in i'm in office work now i've always i've, I've been much happier with office work, so. A friend of mine who worked in uh, a record store much more recently um, was always saying how embarrassing it was to have to sort of, oh, you know, yeah. you know you're buying, I don't know, a slasher movie, and can I interest you in these Disney films? Or, <laughs> or you know, which is just, a, you, know, you know, whatever the standard thing is, oh, if you buy this for another £3, you can have this. 
it's I all right. Machine with Bambi and the Burning. It's, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's all right if you're buying something like that. But it, sometimes it seems really inappropriate to ask somebody who's buying like uh, like an Anthrax CD. And would you are you interested in this um, uh, Will Young greatest hits? <laughs> like, well, clearly not. I, I, I um, that's quite unlikely. Um, you know, and, and, and meanwhile, it's all right because you know, in this particular example, the boss was was round the back harassing some of the uh, the, the the female staff um uh, rather than As being they did. rather than being the ones to actually have to put up with the embarrass- having to ask the embarrassing questions to the the customers uh. well, it was always the case isn't it a certain mr mcneely who i trust is not li- listening to this podcast but uh, you know he he was he was all, he rather fancied himself as a ladies man and uh, yeah it was a whingy sort of he was like a whingy older brother um, and I, I worked with him for 10 years. I can't believe I worked with him for 10 years. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, we, we, you know we, we, we managed to kick along professionally for 10 years, but I always felt he was a little bit patronising. I do find it quite difficult. <laughs> the older I get to respect people who are senior who are younger than me or the or the same when, when often you see them making the same mistakes as you made 10 years ago or whatever you know you think uh, you know you I don't, I don't have any faith in you running in, in running this department because i can see all the mistakes you're making i, I did that 10 years ago and made the same mistakes and now i'm supposed to be respecting you. i i'm lucky in that respect because i've I, my, my boss is my immediate boss is 16 years younger than me uh but she's sets a nice tone and um she's she's very kind of progressive and kind of let's all be professional to get to but she's not artificial with it you know she's she talks about having a good drink and you know she, she, she's a, she's a good boss I, I, but i haven't got a, i haven't i've don't think i've I'm, I'm the age now where i'm i'm, I'm way too old to worry about people everybody's younger than me <laughs> above <laughs> me so apart from i think one one of the supervisors is about three years older than me but i i i, I know i don't have a problem with with uh, age in terms of the uh the experience because all those kids know a lot more than i did i ever do or ever did so yeah, uh, i think I, it's because I, in my my own experience i, I, I think, think because yeah. i've never i've never held a senior position though. i've always avoided a senior position i think it's because i think of myself as working in a library uh, which i do yeah um, and Ooh, the yeah. library staff the, the the small amount of library stuff i have um I, I i'm kind of turned to because i've been there the longest but it's the people yeah. who then manage above that who have no knowledge of libraries yeah absolutely they have no experience and they have nothing to add to add at all um as yes. far as uh, and they don't turn to us and ask us what do you think about this um, yes. and, and yet they want to make decisions and you, think, Again, you don't know what you're talking about you don't know what you're yeah, doing yeah exactly um, i think it's it's when the the, the the that brick wall of people not or also haven't got experience in the field and about ready to learn i if my if there's a, a bit that of my job that my boss doesn't understand she will ask me about it and ask to talk it through and learn that's all you need little humility from from the the people at the top just to acknowledge that you might know just a little bit about one a, an aspect of the job that that they don't the trouble is they pay lip service to it and they might might say in some public meeting with all with the whole college there um yeah um if you've got anything to say please you know but nobody wants to 
be the one to stand up and go if it's if it's a hard conversation nobody wants nobody thinks it's going to go well if you tell somebody two grades above you uh that they're making a total pig's ear or something um and and also doing in front of the whole college you don't you don't you wouldn't want to do it if it was just you and them and you don't and and you certainly don't want to do it in front of all of your of your peers who it would be fine if they then turned around and and agreed with you but you know that they'll be too scared to so it's all it's all sort of uh, it, it's it, it, it's difficult to know where to turn with some of these places because yeah. they, they they have they show that the, the, I I know from experience of other friends who've said they ask you to give you know, bosses often ask you to give them criticism and then when you do <laughs> they don't like it <laughs> they don't like it so, uh, so what, it's a very difficult thing to ask people to give you criticism uh, it, it, it's 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 not as easy. It, people who say that, uh, I, I do, I, do they really know what they're letting themselves in for? So, I mean, with I think where the wheels fall off with with my job is uh, more a wide, the wider issues of the technical stuff. You know, the the, the packages that you're working with. Uh, and we've got a, a, a we, we've recently moved to Windows 10. I've got I wouldn't know, I, I'm not knocking Windows 10, uh, but it it's changed the nature of my our emails. And become, the whole demographics and everything has become much more clunkier and more difficult and awkward and difficult to look at. And and, and the, the emails go one on top of the other. So you might miss some vital piece of information unless you read the whole thread um, because they just they don't do them individually. They don't appear individually. They sort of you know, dun, 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 and the subject matter at the top might not always resemble what it originally was meant to be. Um, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's the Peter principle that says that people get um, uh, they get promoted to the level of incompetence, uh, promoted to the level of incompetency because that they're good at what they did at that grade. Then they get put up to a job where they're really struggling and and aren't good anymore. Um, I think that's what the Peter principle is, (laughs) and you see it it time and time again. Um, Yeah, I would be no good with um, very barnstorming. Uh, angry consultants. I, I always like to have my consultants on the side. Uh, whereas, and also the idea of having to pull people in and pull them up over a job and everything like that, that's not me at all. Um, so I've, I've, I've always stayed with what I've, I know I can do. I know that's not very progressive, but I'm not ambitious. No, me too. I mean, I've been at the same grade for 25 years, uh, but that's partly because the next grade up, I've seen the people really being treated quite badly or or struggling or not being particularly happy. And uh, what makes me laugh is that I, I would still get a staff report that says, um, oh, yes, Paul, Paul is probably soon to be capable of, of going to the next grade. And, I, and I'm thinking... Ugh, such stock mm-hmm. phrases. I I was getting comments like yeah. that twenty five years well twenty three years I, ago. I was getting yeah. I was getting comments like that uh, at school. Yeah, I was getting <laughs> I was getting comments that I was ready for promotion twenty two years ago, but I didn't want to go to promotion because of people like you. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I, I I know that also uh, on a on a completely different level, um, the, some of our consultants at work, um, not so much in the the specialities I'm working with now, but former specialities I worked with they were ha- happy-go-lucky registrars and and they were all staff grades and as soon as they get promoted to consultants they suddenly the ego suddenly goes up 10 notches and they start demanding things and I know at least one 
surgeon who could have, you know, easily could have been promoted. I've seen him work. He's he's absolutely outstanding. Um, but he doesn't want to become a consultant, I think, uh, I believe, from what he's saying, because he's seen what it does to other people. Yeah. Uh, and he stayed at staff grade. And, and I respect that. I know so many people who have, st- who have stayed by choice. Um, and the trouble is, businesses like to use promotion as the stick to to kind of make you work harder because you because yeah. they expect that you're hoping to go to the next grade but actually yes. the the difference in pay between grades um is often very little my boss doesn't get paid a lot more than she used to is when she was on the same yeah. grade as me and yet her amount of work and stress has tripled i, I would have thought um, precisely because she, she's not because um uh, she isn't a horrible person. She she doesn't yeah. like to get involved with. Like, she's quite. You know, I think librarians are generally quite. My experience have generally been quite nice, quite quiet, mild mannered people. They don't want to get into confrontation. Um, certainly not in the libraries that I work in. So mm-hmm. to have people come in and sort of start in, in, inferring that you should be like some sort of. <laughs> You should work in a library and be like some sort of city businessman, you know, high, high, you know, high um, uh, commitment and sort of, you know, yeah. uh, it's just oh, it's no, not I, library. It's not what libraries are about. My sort of ambition is to polish what I am now and uh, make it as good as it is, good as it can be. Also, in, in the, the the position I am in now, I've got the flexibility to be able to help people that I wouldn't be able to help if I if I got promoted to supervisor. Um, similarly, um, I, my experience of people openly kind of, not pushing me, but kind of pointing me towards promotion have not been terribly good. Because um, when I was at Four Boys, uh, one of the... We had stock takers. One of the stock takers took me out to, to lunch and said, you ought to be a stock taker. I thought, well, I don't know about that. Um, and uh, I went out for the stock taker job. And I even had a, was allowed a calculator for, for the interview. Didn't get it. Uh, you know, me and Nass just don't get on. We never have done. Uh, so I, I was thinking that was really sweet of him, but it was a completely silly idea. Um, it's also more recent. Well, more recently, we're talking about 12, 13 years ago when I was uh, working in plastic surgery. My boss at the time said, "You know, I, I think you ought to go for assistant boss. You know, basically, you know, have a go at the um, you know applying for being my deputy, as it were." She was almost saying. So I did, and and I didn't make the interview thing because you, you didn't have any management experience. I thought, well, why did you put me up for it in the first place? Uh, you know, it's a way. That's a total waste of time. But you won't. That's a stupid. <laughs> excuse, you won't get experience until you're given the chance to get it. I mean, I mean, I mean it's bizarre. <laughs> Ironically, the, the, on that occasion, the carrot that was being carrot on a stick that was being uh, waved at me was I'd be doing less work because um, I've at the time I was booking the minor operations i was preparing the notes i was doing this i was doing that and i took on oral surgery and i really was kind of uh, days you know you really didn't stop uh but so in actual fact that was a, but no i've i've somebody i think somebody about three years three or four years ago did say you know sort of that i think they were having a supervisor reshuffle or somebody left or something and they said uh, do you want to 
do you want to do it? And uh, do you want to go? Well, I'm surprised you didn't go out for it. So it's a lot more hassle for what we actually didn't amount to very much more than what I was on anyway. I mean, I always flinch slightly at apologies to any listeners who are more career-minded, but I always flinch when I hear people sort of, they start a conversation um, when they're not actually necessarily in work with questions of, so how's business or how's... Because uh, I, I tend to think, well, that's sort of... Que- My dad is always asking, oh, how's... I don't know, if, I, if, I'm, if, I've, if I've talked... If I mention I've talked to you, he'll be like, oh, how's his yeah. job? Like, will be the first thing. Uh, or, yeah. know, it'll always be the first question, whereas it would never be the question I would ask it. I mean, you and I might mention work if there is something that yeah. particularly cu- we, we want to get off our chest but not in a sort yes. of not in a it just feels very yeah. business it feels very impersonal i don't know i, I just my, my, I mean, work, my work is what you ask at a very posh party isn't it I yeah mean. i mean <laughs> i mean i like i like that my job is a librarian because i think that that's kind of a kind of cool job to to, to or a title to have but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I i don't I go like on about it well i, I might yeah. do on the i might do in a but not in a sort of not not in a businessy way, I hope. <laughs> not in a... No, I mean, I, 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 like, I like my job, and I'm quite prepared to go on uh, with, with it, in, you know, in, until even after retirement date. So it, uh, because, you know, admin suits me down to the ground. I, I, wish, I dearly wish I'd gone into it earlier. Uh, I think I was too long in retail. Going back to sale, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was too long in retail. I, I've, I actually as a sort of fantasy thing i i go back and sort of what i should have done is sort of i put i put the pieces in in a different order and say now what i should have done was do i don't regret my experience in retail but i should have quit late 80s early 90s i think i i, um, I think i think i just put a sort of shiver at the idea that work might be something that defines me or something i i I would i would rather be defined as a doctor who fan or a tv uh, or a fan (laughs) of vintage tv than than what my job was even though as i say my job is i I, it's a quite good job to say you do because people are usually quite interested when you um even if they have a sort of stereotypical oh right you you stamp books all day um or or some or some stereotypical librarian thing Um, you've got or say you've got a fine but no i uh, I think uh i i i like my job because it brings in uh, uh brings uh i'm able to bring to it certain things that I I don't know whether they're skills or obsessions, uh, but I've, it's you know there are certain times when my I go you know I have a day off and uh, I'm doing much the same as I do when I'm working, apart from the fact that it has no actual context uh, uh, within you know sort of patients or or the NHS. But um, I have to say also you know I've been 22 years with the NHS and I'm still keen to carry on. Um, but when I I talk to people, oh, we got an appraisal, and I'm due for an increment. Now, I've long I'm long past increment stage, having been there nearly, nearly well well over twenty two years. So uh, you know, it's it's kind of, and I don't feel oh, I wish I could write. You know, I I, I feel well, actually, I I don't have to. That's that's something I don't have to aim for anymore. You know, it's it's I'm quite happy with what I've got, and um, I, you know, I've, I'm actually quite relieved I don't have that kind of. Uh, oh, you know, you go. You can go up to this bit. You know? I, I think in the same way as 
uh, when we talked about essays, and I said I had a bit of a sort of phobia towards them um, from having done having to do them so much. Uh, there, yeah. there was a point where I could have done, and I probably still could, become a chartered librarian, which which yeah. used to mean uh, I've tried I've tried different, you know. Try different versions of it. Sometimes you have supposed to have a mentor, but then that person leaves, and you, uh, um, and and you're supposed to keep it like a work. But I mean, I think that what constitutes you becoming a chart, uh, becoming chartered, has constantly changed. And that anyway, over the years, and also uh, the civil service didn't actually really recognise chartership. If you if you work for like a university and you become chartered, I think it affects your pay. I think in the civil service, um, it may have changed now, but for a long time, it. Meant it was just something to do to say you'd done it, um, and I remember saying to my boss when Lulu became an option, I, I said I've been struggling to try and do this the last ten years, and I've never really got the got the you know uh, you know, to, I working in a small library you, you don't get the time although I think you're supposed to I think there was a point where I when I was trying to do it where I actually said to my boss look you're supposed to get an afternoon a week to work on your chartership and that and that was that was sort of i was given that time but uh, I, I left soon afterwards anyway but um yeah. but uh, i think when i realized i could self-publish i said to my boss the chances of me making i'm even if i only sell a few books i'll be getting more money from selling a few books than i will from doing the chartership report so i'm going to focus on my writing yeah. And, I, and and she was I don't think even though she was my boss I don't think she was chartered so um, yeah. she shows that you know it wasn't like she was somebody who who could say well I did it and this is why you should do it she 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 yeah. she hadn't done it either so uh, yeah. I think we should probably move on to another word because we've yeah we have, it has we, we've a lot really gone we've really um, <laughs> exhausted sale like <laughs> right, we really sold on that one yeah <laughs> definitely let's see what we get next oh. Um, it's kind of a four-letter word, and uh, I think these four-letter words sometimes they uh, um, we, we we can well I guess we can move on quickly if we don't want to talk about it for very long. Uh, but some of these four-letter words are so small that they it's difficult <laughs> to say. You know, you could take it to mean so many things, like sale. Um, yeah. So our next word is fact, um, which I, I think almost is too broad to discuss. Um, um, one thing I can say, um, I, uh, the, the facts of life. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we all know what the facts of life are, but when I was a kid, everybody was talking about the facts of life. They even mentioned it on George and Mildred. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sort of uh, the, um, I remember Mr. Four Michael, you know, the, the next door neighbour saying very stuffily kind of, I, I, I didn't know the facts of life until I was 16. I thought... I, at the time, I was only about eight. I was like, right, I have got to learn the facts of life before I'm 16 because it's obviously terribly embarrassing to not know them by the time you're 16. So right, yeah, that was a benchmark. Now, <laughs> I thought that the facts of life were... I didn't realise they were sex. So I thought, why don't just people say sex? Um, oh. and, and, and I kind of... I assumed they were basically... Um, a huge dusty folder that every household has, which tells you how the sun was made, how the universe was made, what God's first name is, what, uh, you know, basically everything you need to know about the planet. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, you know, sort of, 
I think by the time, you know, when we did sex education, you know, this is the facts of life. Oh, right. Why didn't they just say sex and where babies come from? You know, <laughs> facts of life. What sort of a word is that? I mean, you know, I, I, so I remember being actually rather, it's the only time that's been disappointed by sex. And <laughs> I kind of, um, I, yeah, I was like, oh, right. It's just that. I was expecting something very much more... Um, admin based <laughs> I, I, I mean this is the the trouble when they you know my parents never sat down and told me the facts of life but, no, I, went, I. but I went through puberty quite early and things were happening and I didn't know what was going on and I had to go and I had to literally find a science book at school uh, to find yeah. out what was going on and then by the oh. time about two or three years later when probably the other end of, of, of the scale of people you know because a lot of people you know it's not something that happens at the same time for people and I, and, and I was mm. at an all boys school I don't know if it'd be different if it was because obviously girls go through changes at different times as well but, um, and, and, and often you I mean you presume that their mothers talk to them about those the things that are happening to them but it doesn't happen like that with, for, for boys and um, oh. I remember by the time people we had some sort of lesson at school mm. by the time I was at the grammar school so I was 13 or 14 and, and that was two or three years too late and it was almost embarrassing to have to sort of yeah, it's kind of like yeah, yeah I know about all this I, I went through this about three years ago thanks very much uh, nobody was there telling nobody was there to help me then so. <laughs> I, I also both um, you know I, I, I say this with the greatest fondness both our sets of parents were quite old-fashioned um and so i know there was no, there was never any question that i would be sat down and and i i think i i am convinced uh, we will never know but i'm convinced that my my father was taught the facts of life by my mum um so I, I i don't think he would he, he certainly he had very literally victorian um methodist wasn't there, wasn't there that very that would, old book wasn't there a very old book in your house <laughs> yeah. about about yes. something like that um, I'm going to be quite candid now. It was when I became sexually active, um, and I think my mum, bless her, was because my sister had had a baby at, at the age of eighteen, and uh, well, she was married at the time, but it was a shotgun wedding, and I think it caused a lot of unrest in the family. And um, I, yes, I was, I, I was actually sexually active at the time, and mum was, she didn't want to sit me down and lecture me, but she did something essentially worse and that she dug out this book from the 1950s which was very judgmental about certain kind of aspects of sex and very kind of Mr Chumbly Warner about about the whole thing and um yes and it was ancient cover it was one of these books that's so old it didn't even have a cover it was just blood and she left it in my room now when you're nearly 25 that's a bit much um so I yeah and unfortunately because Keith was he was coming around all the time so this this book heaven knows how it was smuggled in but yes it was it was actually smuggled onto the set of um, Prison in the Sun and there is an outtake there is a bit on the footage where uh, they 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 open it up and do a a scan on it which was most embarrassing but uh, the first time I ever actually had the 
the the whole procreation thing explained to me was I think probably I was under 10 at the time but so I didn't really get any kind of emotional significance anything you know the fact that you could enjoy it but uh, it was a schools and colleges program I think I was probably ill at the time or on holiday uh, schools and colleges program about sex education and uh, this sort of kind of well the, the, I always remember the voice of the man was like um sounded like Father Abraham from the Smurfs. And he said, oh, you have the penis. Yes, I did penis. <laughs> and then I thought, the sexual act without any kind of um, sexual build-up or, or, you know, a, a, or any kind of sort of feeling of excitement or anything sounds bizarre when it's described. And I, I thought, why on earth would people want to do that? And, um, you know, it's only when, you know, this is pre-hormones, um, but uh, I mean, yeah. So I, 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 I didn't. I, I think. Did I realise that was how baby was? Because I, I, I was convinced at the time that I didn't realise. I didn't get the, the the man's involvement at all. I just thought women became pregnant at a certain age, and they just the babies just developed. <laughs> and then I thought, hang on a minute. How does the, how is someone a father? They're just a father because they're married to that person. But I just thought they magically. Uh, and I thought all babies came through cesarean. I didn't actually realise they came, were actually um, expelled through any kind of uh, sexual organ. I know. Ooh, it's got to hurt. I, don't, um, I remember. I remember when my mum was pregnant with my brother. Somebody sort of saying to me, "Oh, your mum's pregnant, isn't she?" And I'm not sure that it'd been really been discussed, or I'm not <laughs> even sure if I'd been. I can't remember. If I, I remember a bit, I remember whatever my reaction was, kind of, sort of. Uh, you're not sure how, what to say to that person when they said that. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I mean, similar, similarly, nobody, certainly nobody told me when my my sister got pregnant and had to marry very quickly. Um, I've told the story many times, but um, it did the the January. I remember sort of watching a Desmond Bagley thriller on the telly and waiting for the, Saturday, the that Saturday's episode of Doctor Who to be trailered, and. Um, and I noticed that all the grown-ups were, and sort of out, Jen was grown up by then, but they were all in the dining room. And you remember our, our house at number seven, Kent Road. I was in the front room, they were in the dining room, and the door was shut, and everybody was in a te- looking terribly serious. And um, and I, I didn't know what on earth was going on. And um, I, I'm amazed I didn't ask either. I wouldn't have gotten a response, that's for sure. And it was... The next morning, the t- the topic com- of conversation went right over me. You know that nobody addressed me directly, and and they were all talking about preparing a wedding. I said, like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute, is somebody getting married then? And uh, sure enough, it was our Jen, and of course she'd been going out with Paul for a wee while. So, and um, but yes, it was all very, it was very cheap and it was very quick. And I get into my head that she was. Uh, part of her dress was made from a neck curtain, but I don't think that's true. I think it's because we had we had neck curtains up at the time. And I'd never seen them before, and I I was I wouldn't say I was fascinated with them, but uh, you know, I was kind of the novel thing. They looked a bit like a wedding dress, and I remember her being uh, fitted up in the in the front room. But um, I yeah, I mean, it was uh, I remember the first time it was never mentioned to me that she was pregnant, and I remember her coming around that summer where she must have been only a few weeks if that um due with our sarah and 
my look, looking at Jen and saying, is that the dress or are you pregnant? <laughs> and of course, I didn't know anything about durations of baby, you know, how long they took. Um, so, yes, it was only years later when I, I stopped and did the maths, I thought. Even though, oh. <laughs> even though my parents are, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years younger than yours, they still have that same sort of... You know, but yeah. what's behind closed doors Absolutely. remains within the family. I mean, when oh, my yeah. brother um, got married um, overseas, uh, and and it was all very sort of. And when I sort of mentioned that I probably told you or Harry or or Callum, my mum was sort of like, "Oh, why do you have to share?" I'm like, "What? You think I'm not going to tell my mates yeah. what Graham did? They remember Graham when exactly. he was like five years old. Of course, they're going to tell." Well, them. I don't. I, I don't see the reason not to tell them. You know, it's 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 a fact that they got well, married. If you, I mean, if you if you make something if you make something uh, a shameful thing, then it becomes a shameful. Yes, thing. I like um, a if, if if it's something. And if it's something that's not actually shameful, it's not like oh <laughs> he got him killed somebody yeah. or something. It's something quite innocent, like a married getting married, even if it was not against you know not against their wishes, but behind their backs, <laughs> whatever. Um, it's like so what? But I mean, I mean, it, it was just it was. Um, I mean, I'd, I spoke many times uh, with my mum about it over the years, and uh, it's implied that my dad sort of it was of course very. Um, conservative in his ways and 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 quite strict i need mean, it's implied that he, he sort of put the fear of god into to my brother-in-law uh, and um uh, you know i because i remember the paul at the time being very clever and a bit cocky and um uh, mum said he, he certainly wasn't cocky that night i tell you um <laughs> but uh, no I, I so i yes there was a lot of i didn't grow up in a particularly um, progressive kind of thing because of what happened to Jen was, was I wasn't lectured at all I was never lectured but um, I think they were a bit worried that history was repeating itself but I, again I was I was 24 at the time I, uh, I think your mum was a lot particularly your mum was a lot more say cool oh, about yeah. liberal, very liberal about it or, or you know, she was always very kind to me yes I was I'm, I'm I, I was out to her. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's she, not really disgusting, but it's not disgusting. I, I, um, I but I could be out to her, your mum. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, as I say, um, she was. I mean, she, she. You know, she had like me. She's. She was a contradictory being. I. I've. She was part of the one was union women's institute. She had the the starchiest and conservative of mates, but yet she. Um, you know, in the 1950s, working for the ICI when she was in Mayfair, uh, if she was bored of a lunch hour, she would time prostitutes in the in the in the you know where she could see down in Mayfair Park, and uh, rather than reporting the police or anything, getting them moved on, she timed them and, and saw if if the if the, if the people got value for money. Uh, you know, she, was, uh, she didn't have very. He didn't have very long this today, did she? It must have been on a meter. You know, sort of. But no, I mean, she she was delightful like that because she she was she was super liberal. Um, because I think, you know, I was in terms of churching wise. I I think she was a little bit appalled by uh, my conservativeness <laughs> in in terms of church, you know the the. the um, churching the, the, ironically the churching she grew she brought me up on, on so I mean she watched Top of the Pops to its, its, to its demise um, which I, I'd given up on it years before um, so she, yeah she was she was cool but 
it doesn't it wasn't quite she didn't really have the support i suppose i a little bit unfair saying support but she didn't really have the kind of infrastructure to be able to sit me down and say now son i'm going to tell you the facts of life uh and she wasn't that pomp she could never have been that pompous either so i've i, I think and also most of the joining the most of the after that schools program in the 70s uh most of it came from the very early 80s when i was at highbury and of course people you know you talk people we talked about sex all the time because we were starting to get you know sort of at the beginning giggly and and and, and later on oh we got this and um you 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 you've you got the the jokey bits and the bits where they were, they were serious interest in and you had to join the dots up and, and make of it what you will um but yes it was and then you discover then you go your own way obviously after that but yes so so some of the bits that didn't really make sense on that school's program you know emotionally you kind of got gossip by the end of um your schooling but it, it, it's it's a very inhibited system i don't know what it's like now for kids i think they probably get told too much <laughs> hello listeners it is me cuthbert the robot Paul and Nick are just taking a quick break, so I am pleased to be able to share with you a pre-recorded chitter chat with an old friend of the show. It is Paul's mum, and she has stories about her garden, and some of it relates to the fruit-based discussions that Paul and Nick were having earlier. I hope you enjoy what she has to say. After that we will return to the guys for a couple more words before the end of the show. Hello Bob, it's me Paul, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. A bit fed up with this cold spring weather we're having. What about you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I want to go and hibernate again under the duvet, but there's a big grey and white cat under there, so I can't. Well, you mustn't disturb disturb him. He At needs least. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he doesn't like me. He doesn't like that I'm going back to work. He gets very cross. Yeah. <laughs> I miss not being able to say hello to him. Yeah. No, he's too busy sleeping here. He may, he may emerge when we're talking. You never know. Yeah. Rattle the food dish. He'll come. So, um, one of the last times we talked, we, you were telling us about your garden when it was sort of before, like the end of winter into early spring, but things must have changed a lot since January. Yes, it's it's. A, we've had the yellow from the daffodils all round, and now it's gone to its blue stage because we've got lots and lots of bluebells. They've been here; they they were just here. We've never planted any bluebells, and they just spread each year. We've got bluebells, quite a lot of white bells, and a few pink bells as well. Mm. And the perfume from them is um, quite amazing particularly if it's uh, the sun comes out after some rain and we've got lilac as well which is coming out now so that's um, always good perfume and also we've got a, a a sort of well it's called I think it's called a winter honeysuckle um, but that is perfumed as well and that that doesn't really that's that's out just coming out now it's it's been held back I think by the cold frosts that we've had because it's 
it's um, <coughs> delayed everything. We've got two two camellias, which are just finishing now. But in some gardens, the camellias come out in June, in um, Jan, well, the end of January, February. Um, but ours have only just come out now. They they sort of the buds have been there, and I I sort of go every day and look to see if they've moved. But we've had about um, ten days or so without a frost now, so they decided that it was safe to to appear. Do the, you lily, have... the, the lily of the sorry, the lily of the van is coming out as well, and that's another perfumed flower. Do you have Do you have many tree the, the, the trees? Did you get blossom on those? Are they still still there? Or? Yes, we've had the the, <coughs> the, um, the cherry tree, um, but that was sport. That was sport by wind and rain. That's the trouble. Their their blossoms are so fragile that you get some wind and rain and it soon plus the that's the same with the acacia trees next door people have got a big acacia tree and we've got one at the top of the garden which has lovely white flowers and that again is perfumed but but it didn't last very long because of the bad weather um and we've also we've got a big may well, you, you see May in the hedgerows or hawthorn. That's where you get the hips and haws from in, in um, the autumn. But we've got one which hasn't been cut. And now it's, well, it's, it's gone up like a column and is as tall as the house, I suppose. Um, and that's getting covered in, in the white May blossom. And that again is perfumed. <laughs> <laughs> And um, uh, what about the vegetables? Are you, are you growing anything this year? Yes, we've got potatoes coming up. We've got radish. We've got a few. We've got lots of um, garlic and onions. They they're doing okay. Um, what else we got? We've got um, a few cabbage plants that might the gardener put in for me. Is your dad won't eat it, um, and he's put in broad beans, uh, and there's quite a few things again which haven't come up because they've been waiting for the the um, well a the rain because we hardly had any rain in April and also for it to get warmer. I've got umpteen seed boxes around which I'm waiting for the runner beans to appear and sweet corn. Um, cucumbers courgettes i've got lots of pots of fuchsias because i went and double ordered to some plug parts of fuchsias so i've got about 45 hardy fuchsias so mm. if you want one for your garden <laughs> you're welcome mm-hmm. um, you've got a big enough garden but what about the uh, the stink plant is that was that is that coming that's out? Yes, that's Uh-oh. starting to come up now. It, it, I think it comes out up about June time to actually flower, if you can call it a flower. But yes, it's last year it didn't flower. Um, it sent up about oh six big shoots and, and began to flower. Um, but then I think again we had we had some bad weather and rain and and. And they bashed it to the ground virtually. We've lost our yucca, which is um, 
some people it prospers, but it never did in our garden particularly. It's, it has bell-shaped flowers on a, a stem, white. And um, you used to flower really about every other year, but I think it's turned up its toes and, and, mm. and died on us, I'm afraid. But we've had it quite a long time. And all these, uh, plant, all these plants, I mean, like the mountain ash that we have, and the larch, we've had them about thirty years, and they start to they start to look their age, as we all do. <laughs> and um, there's still the uh, what's it called the yew tree in the churchyard. Yes, yes, that that's going strong. And, and that's overshadowed by our other big tree. That mountain ash, yes, that's very large. I I look look every year and hoping it's not. Uh, got the ash die back which the ash trees have been getting over here because if that gets the ash die back we're gonna have that's gonna cost us a lot of money to chop um, down i mean that that's always like yeah that's always been very big hasn't it I, I never remember that i don't remember that ever being small yeah it's quite big when we came i don't know what the lifetime of ash is we've got a small oak which um, sort of seeded itself in the garden and we, we planted it to, to make an oak tree but that is very slow growing um, and I, I'm watching it because there's this, the old saying is um, if the oak's out before the ash you get a splash if you get the ash coming out before the oak you get a soak Hmm. I suppose to tell you what the, um, the, the the summer you can expect. Not that it's true, but still. Uh, and I mean, is there anything? Uh, I don't think it's either of them a shame. Uh. <laughs> I, I think if anything, the ash might be leading. And we've got a field at the back, which is absolutely um, a brilliant. Well, it's gone to a cit citron yellow now. Um, it, it was a pale lemon because it's got the rapeseed in it this year, and that's that's lasted a long time. So it's gone from lemon to primrose yellow and a bit yellower, and now it really is a deep um, yellow colour. But it'll soon get to the nasty stage where it um, starts going a brownie and doesn't smell very nice. Oh, it should it, be good for the insects. Is that when? It, yeah, I was going to say I thought it was quite smelly, but I didn't realise it was only smelly at a certain stage. Well, it's no, it's quite a pleasant scent. In fact, some people get you know, um, if you were down here with your um, pollen allergy, whatever, that might have affected you because some people it makes them. Um, many eyes and everything but i mean it doesn't doesn't affect us um which is a good thing as we've got this enormous field of it just just <laughs> behind us they don't come and ask knock on our door anybody allergic you know is there anything in the next couple of months that uh, that you're looking forward to in the in the garden that isn't yet sort of showing itself do you still have the raspberries or, or, or strawberries or anything? Or is that all gone now? Oh, yeah, yes. We've got raspberries and strawberries. The blackcurrant, they, we had three bushes and they seem to be on their way out, I'm afraid. Um, they don't seem very happy. I think we've had so much extremes of 
really dry weather last spring um and then we had really wet weather uh, and they just can't can't cope with it and, and cold as well so i don't know whether to get a few more black currant bushes because we do we do like black currant jam which is what i do with most of the fruit um of the, of the black currants the strawberries are and then stuff is that yeah, they're in they're in brilliant flower oh. now oh, yes. right. okay, yeah, yeah so the the wisteria that's again that's a nice plant with the um lilac pendulous flowers that is starting to come out again i think that's held back because of the weather um so i'm looking forward to that but the roses will be really be the next thing and we've got some um, five more new roses planted alongside the driveway so from the kitchen um you sort of look down the drive and they'll hopefully i mean they're only small but they, they will sort of put on quite a nice show and, and we've got all the roses along the fence at the front are there still brambles enough for you to better pick blackberries without leaving the, the yeah. garden yes lo- loads of um um, of um, those they seem to do do well so oh, we ended up by giving by putting them out for the villagers in our recycling telephone box giving oh, them to neighbours and Nick, Nick and I uh, were recording some episodes where we we got the computer to choose random words and then we t- said stories or anything that we could think of associated with those words that that might trigger a memory that we'd forgotten. And one way or another, we were talking about blackberries, and I said how I always thought that I was associated blackberries with autumn, but um, but but now I know that it can't it can't have been. I, I I think my main memory of picking blackberries, well, I'm not sure where we were, but I think I remember like you, you, me, and Grandma picking some blackberries um, somewhere in Buckinghamshire on some common or something. I don't know if you'd remember where that would have been. I, I guess the reason that I think it was autumn might have just been that it was an overcast day or something. But, uh. Well, the, the blackberries, it, depending on the weather conditions, can start being able to pick them fairly soon into into August, um, same time as, as the plums. And mm. that's another... Um, you know, we've got the the the, the um, apple tree, which the apple tree, that one's ready in October, but the blackberries can start about um, middle of the middle of August. Um, I should think I can't remember exactly, but there was the big common. Still, is the big common. I don't think they built on it. Pen Common. Mm. I know somebody that lives on Pen Common, not not personally. I think it's Jan Lehman, who um, newsreader. Yes, yeah, she, she was a newsreader, and she she's having a little bit of a quarrel at the moment because she had the idea for a panel game years ago, which she put to the BBC. I think this is right, um, and they they dismissed it. Now she she says that they are doing she, the game that she suggested. Um, but of course, she hasn't. She's she's inferring that they they stole her ideas from about twenty odd years ago. But anyway, that is by the by. 
you see how we our minds are a bit like a labyrinth aren't they they take different paths you just don't know where you're going do with me when i go into a maze anyway Oh, so, so it might have been pen common we were picking those blackberries. Yes, going back to that, yes. Well, there was Tiders Green had a common as mm. well, um, the, two, the two adjoining villages. But I don't think that one had blackberries on it so much. I think it was... It's I, don't, uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't really remember Graham or Dad being around, so unless they were kicking a football somewhere or, they, or it was that... One, one or a couple of times or whatever that you, you and I went up and stayed in that caravan um, yes, next yeah. door. So it might have been they went yeah. about even. Used to get harebells. Um, they used to grow wild up on, on the common there. A pretty little flower with a little um, blue bell. We used to call them harebells. I don't know why really, except the stems um, were very, very thin. I don't know whether that's why they're called that. But it's spelled H A R E Bell. The last thing I was going to ask you this time was um, do we still have gooseberries or rhubarb or have they gone because Dad doesn't like them? They've gone. <laughs> well, I'm going to call Chardler. I'm calling Chardler. Mental talk. Those years I'd picked gooseberries. And that, they're not the easiest things to pick because they have really nasty spines and got pricked and scratched and, and did it for years and then about after he's had after about 20 years he says i don't really like gooseberries much <laughs> so oh. i said right that that's out then um but uh we did have some put in the re- recycling telephone box one year and nobody took them so i i couldn't let them spoil so i did make a I did make a bit of jam, which was okay. Um, well, he ate it anyway. Um, believe it or not, there's a funny, funny little story about the rhubarb. Because now he doesn't like rhubarb. He never has liked rhubarb. So we got rid of that ages ago. Um, but then, what did he come home with the other day from the co-op? <laughs> a tin of rhubarb. Which I couldn't quite, quite understand. But we haven't eaten it yet, so whether <laughs> maybe he brought it to scare away the birds. He thought they they, they would just like it as much as he does. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I I don't know whether to make a rhubarb crumble with it or have rhubarb and custard like the television program. <laughs> That's oh. going back a few years too. Mm. Rhubarb and custard. <laughs> yeah. and talking to a TV program involving a cat and. Still haven't seen my cat, so uh, apologies for your rude, um, or my rude. Yes, I expect to have a greeting mm-hmm. next time that um, we meet up. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for talking about the garden. We'll have another update soon. Yes. When things have moved on a bit further. Yes, you take care. Yeah. Bye then. Well, bye for now. Bye. Well, let's move on to another another word. Ooh, some of these words are really. I mean, <laughs> but just kind of like I don't. I you see them, and I think I 
I don't know what I'm going to say. Anyway, we've, we haven't we haven't been completely stumped by anything so far. No. Um, the word is surface, um, like the surface of the sun, surface. the surface of the. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a funny one. Yeah. Do you um, want to go first on this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may have to. I may have surface. to. I have to think for a moment. Um, okay. Well. I guess it is a surface, and it, and it has come up as one of the first things I can think of. When we moved into our house in 1975 that had been built, um, you know, my parents' city had been built on wasteland. Um, so my par- my dad had presumably uh, designed it, etc., or, or well, I don't know if it was him and somebody else, or I don't really know. I was, too, I was only very young, but... Um, what, as you know, Nick, as you come into the, and I'm not quite sure why it is like that. Really, I guess it maybe it was the style of the time, but as you, you enter through the front door, and then there's as you come up to the stairs, there's a like bare bricks. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're actually bricks that aren't, and the rest the rest of the house is white plaster or whatever but that particular bit up to the stairs is is, is bricks i mean i i, I must ask my mum sometime what why was that a, just a, a thing a 70s thing um but anyway i have uh, to say i mean I, I, I mean i'm a huge fan of your parents place um because i've filmed there so many times but i have to say i i think that actually looks really good it makes it it gives yeah. it a country look but also a quite a solid look um, yeah, I don't think it looks bad. I just don't know why it's like that. I, uh, but other than it being a, ooh, you know, that's how we do that. Or maybe they'd seen it on another house yeah. and liked it. But uh, uh, they might even have lived in a house that was like that uh, um, before, because they, you know, they've been married for ten years or so by the time I'd, I was born, or getting on for ten years. And um, anyway, some somewhere between about nineteen seventy five and you know seventy six, I am. I, um, I, I drew on that wall with crayons. Oh, we've um, all been there. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and uh, I think my mum has talked about this, actually. I think she said she didn't have the heart to really tell me off badly because I didn't really realise that I was doing anything. Uh, you know, I was only three or something. Um, I didn't necessarily realise I was doing something wrong. Um, and uh, But... Uh, but yes, I guess that is a surface that I encountered. <laughs> I can't really think of anything else immediately. I, I must admit, I drew... There, there are two bits of vandalism I can remember doing when I was a kid. Uh, one, I drew a little sun on the wall. Now, you, you might draw it on a piece of paper that's important to Daddy or whatever, but uh, I, how I thought I could get away with it, I don't know. And the fact that I can still remember it implies that probably they just left it there. Um, but I, I remember getting fairly bollocks for that. Um, also, I remember that it was a back of. I remember drawing the Starship Enterprise on the back of a like a insurance folder that Dad had. I don't know what what happened with that, but obviously he never looked at the back much much to my backside's delight um you know he 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 would he would hit you know he one of these dads that would hit um not not facially or anything but it, 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 um, he 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 had very much a, a public school kind of pew, pull your trousers down boy pew, you know um he was that kind of old-fashioned dad but um but yes i 
Surfaces, yeah. Sorry, have you finished with surfaces or? Yes, yeah, so, that's all I can. Think. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are other things. I must admit, this yeah. is a tough one, but I'm, I refuse to be stumped by it. Um, <laughs> I suppose that the first thing that springs to mind is work surfaces on, on kitchens. Um, I, we, we've got a, not quite a nice work surface, but I think it's been on for some time, and and basically it wear and tear. It's starting to bulge and move, and I don't know how much longer it'll be, but. They've always interested me. We had a, 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 um, a breakfast where we used to live in Cleveland Flats. We had a breakfast table. I mean, because we had such a big kitchen at the t- a big, big um, fridge at the time. I think we we got a smaller one eventually whilst we were there. But um, you couldn't, you didn't really have the room to really kind of make it function as a as a as a, a dining table. Um, looking back. I suppose we should have boxed clever and and done something a, a little brighter with, with it. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, yeah breakfast bar. I remember that that had a particular surface on it. Surfaces wise, I've come over the years to favour tiles. I, I like tiles. We've uh, anything with tiles in it is okay by me, especially in the bathroom. In fact, I, I wish our floors were tiled. Though we've got this rather stained lino. Um, and I, you know, it would, I would love for the uh, landlord, landlady to say, I know what, let's, let's, let's do some tiles. Like, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, I'd, yeah. yeah. yeah we got tiles in our bathroom um, on the floor yeah. as well. And, and it's, it is quite easy in the way. It's the lino we have in the, in the kitchen looks pretty awful. And it's, That's right. It's sort of frayed in places. Uh, ca- carpet's even worse. I mean, we had carpet in our, when we lived in St Martin's Church Street, we had carpet in the and you could not it got filthy and there was nothing you could really do and it got wet and there was nothing you could really do and it was it, it, it was it was a bit of a mess i think i can't remember with cleveland flats though it was the surface uh, i really liked that loo the surface is again lots of tiles tiles around the bath and everything and it just it was a nice loo i don't know everything was it was there but um I always think when I think of kitchens, I always think a um, my sister seems to have had all the luck with kitchen. I've always wanted a bigger kitchen. I don't know why because I don't cook that much, but I I I really like bigger kitchens. We we grew up with a small one. Kent Road was even smaller. Um, I, I I liked the Church Street one because you, you had a large work surface, and and it opened out into the the garden and that was nice and that was my favorite marital kitchen and i still dream about it it's just sad isn't it um and uh i suppose yeah they um and the the kitchen devices was devices was the smallest the squattiest of all um and the one the one at the moment all right but again my sister's always had nice kitchens uh, with the with the nice so she's she's got a gorgeous work surface um the other thing with kitchens is i always um, think of in the 70s we had this um catalog i don't know where it was from or what it was it was some kind of a uh a kitchen catalog and there was a picture of a kitchen with lots of appliances that were for sale in it and i think it must have been shot around the time it was a bizarre idea but I've had this theory because it was all it was dark it was like um it was a it, it was all dark it was like a, a, a like the set of a, a a thriller or something and 
I thought, well, maybe, because we're talking about sort of 73, 74, maybe there was, um, there, I mean, that that period was bedeviled with power cuts, so maybe there was, it was a power cut there, but that, that's a bit of a tenuous link. But surfaces, yes, tiles, um, anything anything cleanable in a bathroom is okay with me. I, I, as, as I say, your parents, as I say, got a, you've got a really nice tiled floor, and uh, yeah. I've, it's just easier to keep clean. I, I, I did a, I did a, uh, a real good uh, clean of the flat today. Uh, but I, I did the the bathroom with the new flash, the, the the flash mop that they advertise on the telly at the moment, and it was fine. But the stains were still there, and it, you just couldn't get a really satisfying um, look to it. Um, and I, but. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll, I'll. I mean, we've been in there eight years. Maybe I'll grow a pair and say, <laughs> um, actually, you know, it would be okay if we tiled the floor. So I'm just looking for something on the floor that would be more more cleanable. Um, but uh, but no, surface is interesting. Surfaces of, I suppose, surfaces of planets as well. You think um, the moon or something, but surfaces of. So personal stuff like skin is always interesting. Um, tattoos. Tattoos. Oh yes. Um, which which neither of us have. No, I, I I I'm not anti-tattoo either. I've I've I would probably consider were my skin not so sensitive. And it is sensitive. Um, I would not rule out the possibility of having one. I know there's a young girl at work who who's tattooed, and I said, yeah, yeah. Actually, your tattoos look really nice. Um, some people don't know when to stop with tattoos, but I actually think tattoos are like, and on, on women, uh, dare I say, actually quite sexy. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not anti them um, as such, uh, but I wouldn't. I, I'm anti pain, so I wouldn't want, really want one myself. Um, I'm pretty anti pain. I do remember. I, I do remember a boyfriend or potential or what who became a boyfriend when I first met him when he discovered I had no tattoos, say, saying, "Wow, it's almost." like you know a novelty these days to yeah. somebody who hasn't got a tattoo so that was 10 years ago also I think with tattoos I would if I got something it would have to be really really good I know the thing is I've I, I'm someone who has um had been in love a few times now it's it's pointless to even it's pointless getting people you love on your unless they're sort of children or dead children or something which i don't have because you're always going to upset someone um i would need to get if i got something it would have to be really good uh it was or, or something very special to me. i would think so i wouldn't have my favorite monk doctor monster or something or a doctor or something but i would actually probably have a, a really nice piece of religious artwork and it wouldn't have to be. It would have to be really good, and um, and I yeah I I sort of the Virgin Mary and Child or something like that or um, a nice Christian picture. Uh, I, I yeah I mean I've it would have to be something that meant something to me um, for for it to be go on. It wouldn't it wouldn't be jokey or anything. It would have to be something really serious. Um, but I think with surf one of the this is real something I don't think I've ever told anyone before, but anybody who's studied me at all uh, or been in my company probably is aware of it anyway. One of the favourite 
feels I've got of my own body is my earlobe. I'm, in fact, I would say I'm obsessed with my earlobe because I, I actually really, really like the feel, a lumpy and lumpy and smooth, and I, I've always liked the feel of the earlobe. It's not so much on other people, but on myself. Um, I, I just and and I always used to tuck my ear in. I, that's something I can't do now. But when I was a kid, I used to tuck my ear in, or fiddle with my ear, tuck my ear in. And on my th- you can see on my first school picture in 1973, there's even even now I think it's it was on Facebook. I probably put it on uh, one of the social medias now. But um, you can actually see my ear is tucked in, and that's I used to do that all the time. They suck my fingers as well, not my thumb, my fingers. Um, and I was absolutely fascinated when I went down to my cousin, uh, my uncle and aunt's place for my aunt's funeral in 1980. Uh, I was absolutely fascinated to see that my cousin, who's 16 years older than me, was still sucking her fingers, and which I was still doing up till about 81, um, where they said, you, you know, we, you, you've got book teeth, boy, you, you know, you, you've got to have a brace, uh, which I did, and that kind of nipped that in the bud. But um, I've always stayed loyal to my ear. I, w- I wouldn't be without it. But surfaces, yeah, sort of very evocative sometimes. We should we should probably move on because we're coming to the end of the episode. But um, we're going to do something slightly different now for this last uh, part of the episode. What I'm going to do is I'm going to generate three words, and you only have to speak about one of them. So you, you have to choose from those three which oh, you'd like to speak yeah. most. We, we might we might return. I might say at the end. What, would you have had anything to say about yeah. the other two you didn't do? But but um, we'll see. We'll see how long it how long it takes us. So yeah. so let's do three words, and I'll read them out. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> this is this is. I wonder which one we we'll go for. Mm. We have lover. We have test. We have metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you should go for oh it. my god um i wouldn't trust lover, i wouldn't trust myself with lover I, I i like talking about people we'll i've loved you would have to have a separate yeah. episode an x-rated episode yeah. not for the nervous um <laughs> ones i would have liked to have been and ones i was and plenty of podcasts do that but i've yeah, never been no, 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 I, I maybe one day uh, that, that I, I'm going to discount that because I'd just be let off the leash and I, w- I wouldn't trust what yeah. I'd say and we'd probably okay. go on for a couple of hours uh, not not because I'm sort of Latin lover but you know it's I yeah I, I have loved in my time not, not yeah. necessarily we're not talking necessarily about sex but yeah anyway so we got metal detector test or metal test or metal detector <laughs> Test. Well, um, I'm going to go for test, um, mainly because with schools I used to hate tests, and I suppose the spelling tests were okay because I was always keen to learn a new word. Um, so, and various words like that still come back. So, yeah, even in infant school into um, senior school, you was you always had a word. Um, you, a word, uh, you learned a word. I think the the toughest one we ever had was anti-disestablishmentarianism, um, which 
apart from being trundled out as a as a party trick of a long word, as I've never heard used in in common expression whatsoever. So I think that was a bit useless. Um, yeah, I used to do quite good in spelling tests. Um, and I used to get quite angry with myself if I wasn't doing you know spelling tests. Maths test not so much. Um, I can't apart from in infant school I used to in order to remember words uh, sorry numbers I used to characterise them um, so I had this fantasy of five getting married to six was it four no four four was the groom five was the bride and I, I saw five as a, a woman with a delighted mouth open and four very rugged and dependable and um, and I, I did draw a picture of that and that was um and I remember this little old lady that came to 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 do um, sort of maths test you know, maths with us, and she she did, did sort of she was with us individually, um, and uh, and she sat with this girl, and I overheard her saying, "Well, you know, the number five is a little man with a hat on," and I thought to myself, "No, it's a woman." <laughs> <laughs> I got very, very irate. I got. I, I used to get quite a few bees in my bonnet when I was a kid. But, um, but yeah. So that was the only colourful experience I had with with tests. Was was that kind of way I was looking at maths. Um, but then it all got very crummy, and you know, sort of. I, I think when they realised I was no good at maths, they they put me on the sets when nobody behaved themselves, and the teacher didn't give a monkey's. Um, English tests much better. Um, and I don't test. Oh, I, do I have any tests now? Oh, I suppose yeah. Of course. Um, these days we do the mandatory um, computer-based training uh, for each week, each year. We have to, and yeah, they're much they're much better than the old um, vid- crummy old videos we had to watch. And and uh, it was always after lunch uh, after lunch at work, and you and you were kind of you you used to keeping busy and keeping busy all the time and 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 having to sit and watch this aged video which you've watched 73 million times before you, you kind of start dropping off um but no I, I they're not too bad at the moment but uh i don't i don't like the questions that are very smug and sort of say which of these did um no actually wrong it's all of them, you know. Or <laughs> 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 yeah. the multiple, you know, and it's multiple choice. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not too bad these days. You can you, you can do it without too much hassle, and they give you a million chances as well. You know, sort of. No, you didn't get that. Try again. You know, so you actually get a chance to. Were that my A levels that easy? Um, that <laughs> I, I guess I've done a lot. Of, I've, I've done a lot of tests or quizzes on the podcast in recent years. Uh-huh. Um, and, as for metal detectors, I, I, it's, 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 I mean, I'm not really sure. I have great stories, other than, as you say, the the level one. You start. Where do you stop? Where do you stop? Um, no, that's just too. Yeah. That's. I mean, fantasies, realities, sex, no sex. Um, yeah, I, I, I could, I could, and it wouldn't be fair to the people that were responsible. Or my wife come to that. Um, the the. the um, I mean, as far as for metal detectors, I've always had a sort of, you know, a slightly romantic view of the or, or the idea of how using a metal detector. Um, I know it's kind of a bit of a geeky past time, a bit, a bit up there with train spotting, but uh, also quite exciting. And uh, but I've never had the opportunity to to use one. Um, 
I, I, I mean, as I've said before, the 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 house what my parents live in is built on a, um, a a village dump, and I know for years when they were particularly up in the allotments they'd be digging up old bottles and um but i think it was more glass and pottery which wouldn't be something that the meditator would be very interested in yes it's interesting yeah. uh, whether they did find metal things i'm not sure but i suppose yeah. um, this is sort of jump, jumping slightly the only thing i would mention about metal detectors is um my panto sunset warden had it um it starts with the hero coming on with the with apparently a metal detector and um it turns out it, it turns out he wasn't able to afford one and cobbled together some uh farm, farmyard junk with a with a frog with a bad throat on making the sound so you know i thought that was a nice gag to start the the, the show but uh, but yeah that was that was supposed to be a metal detector i i did enjoy the t- there was a tv show called the the detectorists which was quite um which was quite enjoyable toby J- toby um, jones not so long. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think um, we we have gone down some interesting paths, I think so. and I think we'll be we'll be returning to this idea at a, a, a later date. I look, for a third I look forward to it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Nick, for sharing your stories. Uh-huh. And thanks, listeners, for listening. And uh, if you have any words that you want to uh, uh, you want to suggest to us for us to talk about, then uh, we can do that. Or if you ha- want to record yourself talking about one of the words that we've talked about or some other random word, then we'll we'll be happy to uh, to play it on the show as well. So uh, uh, the the email address to send it to is in the show notes. But. Uh, Okie dokie. Well, we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, Nick. And uh, we'll speak to you all again soon. Bye bye for bye now. Bye bye. China, and it's um, it's uh, uh, the words are always in lowercase, so it could we can talk about China or we can talk about China. Yeah, <laughs> I'll kick us off if you like. Um, but but uh, China very much brings me to mind of my grandparents uh, who used to collect China thing, uh, sort of the kind of pots that were um, China China made in China of chinese things like um uh in blue and white uh that that kind of thing we've got we used to have until recently we had a teapot like that uh, we still our um little pot of yeah there's various various things we've got that uh, i think jen likes it as well but uh yes i remember various pots and things which were very oriental uh that my my uh, grandparents had uh, that you know quite quite evocative memories of um China. 
I mean, we've, not, neither of us have ever been there. No, no I mean, um, I suppose uh, I've been in an Aladdin uh, in, uh, back in 1982, which was Chinatown, my Chinatown, which I later discovered, of course, was an Al Johnson song. Um, and so I was... Was I made up, to, dare I say it, in this day and age, was I made up to look Chinese? I think I was. Um, so I, I was <laughs> very un, politically incorrect, but uh, yes, I think I probably was for, for the... It was a pantomime, and it was Roger, bless him, and uh, yes, I, w- I was a Chinese policeman. I, technically, I was half a Chinese policeman because I, I went up for the Chinese policeman, or one of the Chinese policemen, and was pipped to the post by an old school... F- by, yeah, friend. Yes, I, we're still on speaking terms. Um, uh, Claire, who then proceeded to go down with chicken box. Um, Julie, I was promoted to said Chinese policeman, to my delight. And uh, Claire came back with chicken pox in tow, having having sort of, I think she still had the scars or something, but uh, she wanted the part back. And there was a bit of fan, foot stomping on both sides and um she and i uh, we, we were basically poor old roger was you, you remember roger he was a sweetheart uh, he'd pop it and he would have he hated confrontation he hated letting people down or whatever uh and i remember him sort of saying oh, we'll, we'll get you sorted out and the solution we came up with is we would did alternative nights so she was this guy um one night and i was chorus and then I was him the other night, and she was chorus. And fortunately, I was policeman when when the press arrived. So, um, so there is a pho- the, the official photograph of Aladdin from nineteen eighty two has me as the policeman and not her. <laughs> <laughs> but too bad, too sad. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was my other encounter with China. But uh, you know, it's a very politically incorrect Aladdin. And also, going sticking with Aladdin as a, as a broad brush, but. Um, Aladdin was probably the first pantomime I saw, uh, but because it was done at uh, about 72 or 3 by St Edmunds, which was the school my sister went to, and it was done as a story rather than a pantomime, I seem to remember, because it was quite serious, because the, um, I think Widow Twank, I think it was quite dark, because Widow Twanky had only had five days to pay something and she, she, she'd be executed I, I thought that no that definitely I don't definitely don't remember it being a jokey pantomime one um but uh not 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 that pantos uh, you know pantos can be a bit dark but um yeah I was uh yeah I just definitely remember that first Aladdin that I saw at St, and St Edmunds being to- very different to the later ones um and uh and, and my experience as half a policeman <laughs> I gotta go now. I don't care. Bye. I gotta go. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. <laughs> that ball, he's, he's a great guy. <laughs> I have a voice. I have a voice. 
You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net My, my my thoughts on China would be to start with a little bit like yours in that my parents have a lot of whether it is strictly speaking China it's certainly like wall tiles and stuff that they collected on uh, sort of overseas trips. oh yes I know the ones um, yeah but, uh, um, but so whether that counts as as, as China I'm, I'm not sure but um, I think though the thing that I most associate with China and I presume this is correct is that as a boy i was always uh very and i, st- and I still uh, have a soft spot a soft spot for them um i was um i i was very keen on pandas when i was growing up oh, right. and uh um I, I had a lot of panda toys and um uh, yeah I, I remember to the point of liking pandas that i i remember that there was a uh, and this would have been when I was probably older than I should have been for collecting soft toys. But there used to be uh, a fair down in the village next to my parents' village. Was it a cuckoo um, fair? They had the cuckoo yeah. fair, yeah. And I remember walking. I used to walk across the fields from my parents' village, and um, I remember seeing a panda and really wanting it, but not having enough money <laughs> with me. And I walked all the way back again to get the money and then all the way back again and then I, 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 at least I presume I did I mean that's quite a long way to have done that home back again oh, and then home yeah. again unless unless I was dropped off or picked up um, um, I, 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 or it was a different day you know I just presumed the, the bear would still be there the next day and I went back the next day with. But, but, was he still uh, there? Yeah I certainly I had yes I have I, I, st- I, st- I think we still have him and yes I did mm-hmm. get him and when he got there, the, cu- was, the bear yeah. was in the cupboard rather than the cupboard was bare. That's <laughs> fair, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what what it was. I mean, I I saw a panda in Vienna Zoo uh, um, and, um, you yeah, know, I think it brought me to tears slightly just because it's so cute and it's so... Even though, you know, animal captivity has its pros and cons, it, it is... You certainly feel very privileged to see the, some of these animals you do see in these situations yeah. that that uh, you know i it's a much it's a bit it's a bigger picture but the fact is that that, that the, the the animals are here and there's nothing i can do about yeah. them being there or not but it was certainly it's certainly a privilege to see them so close up the other the other thing i i, I one more thing I, I think about china is um my friend well, for t- around about my teenage, um, Otto Conliffe, um actually went to live in China. I got married, married a Chinese lady, um, so he, he he went to live in China. I'm not, I'm presuming he's still there because I know, uh, obviously, uh, with COVID and everything, it's been not too easy. But um, yeah, I, th- I think he went to live in China. get some of that hair off him and then get a sweater a, 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 a yeti hair sweater 
<laughs> Do you think he'd mind? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I you know what I wonder? What in the world size shoe do you think the Chayette wears? <laughs> I don't know. I just wonder. They go, 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 they go. 